Morning BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning, BHA. Hello, Richard. Good morning, BHA. Ash Schofield, it's a pleasure to see you again. You're looking handsome on your birthday. Oh. Happy birthday to you, etc. Everyone knows how that goes. So, um, welcome everyone to the latest episode of Good Morning BHA, a podcast in which we talk about all things barbershop in Australia, with a particular emphasis this this time on international because we have a very special guest, an exciting guest. Uh, my name is Richard Reeve, and Ash Schofield is joining me, and I'd like everyone to say hello to Jonathan Bly. Hello, Jono. Hi, mate. So, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan uh, is uh, multi-talented, uh, director of fest- founder and director of Festival Statesman, uh, originally youth chorus, now just Festival Statesman chorus. Correct. And um, uh, has recently been studying a, a master's degree in, is it vocal pedagogy? Yeah, vocal pedagogy and choral directing. As you do. Excellent. So, mate, um, uh, one of the particular, apart from being a leading barbershop educator and singing guru in in the country, one of the reasons that we wanted to get you on is because, of course, you are the director of the all-time high-scoring BHA chorus performance last year in Adelaide, 85 plus, which is amazing, very well earned. And uh, you're heading off to represent Australia in LA next year. So let's just start off with... um, with, with that, uh, the trajectory, how it's all feeling, is it a bit real at the moment or is it still a long way away? Thanks Richard, you're very kind, very <laughs> flattering. Um, <laughs> so, it's, uh, how are we feeling? I think uh, we're kind of just concentrating on our next few couple of gigs. Because uh, we've got our, when's this going to air? Is it like uh, soon? <laughs> it's live now. Okay. This week, it'll go up this week. Yep. Okay, so we've got our 10 year concert coming up on the 31st of August, so our focus is kind of on that. excited about going to LA. I think it's a huge honour for us to represent Australia. Um, we've got a lot of work to do. We kind of don't want to go and uh, mess it all up. So um, yeah, we've got another custom arrangement coming in. So Ooh. we'll be going with the, I have nothing plus that extra custom. So Ooh. can you tell Alice oh, was anything so about the custom or was it a surprise? Or? I actually can't remember. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, focus is elsewhere at the moment. But um, yeah, no, we're keen. The guys are furiously fundraising. Um, we had a big quiz night. We raised a bunch of money, and we've got a tenure, which we're um, still trying to break even because we've <laughs> blown the uh, production budget. But anyway, um, Christmas shows and then Fringe next year. So there's lots of lots of projects between now and then. But yeah, we're keen, and it's it's definitely in our planning. Excellent. So so many things to follow up on there. Um, <laughs> can you tell me? Leading into Adelaide, what was I, I know that we will talk. The next thing we'll talk about is, is uh, that the project-based um, approach you take to festies. But leading into Adelaide, was international in LA 2020 a, a, an explicit goal, or once you won, you just you all looked at each other and went, "Hey, isn't that awesome? We now get to go to LA." Or um, in a weird way, we never actually talked about winning. Um, 
it was, I mean, we never really talked about going overseas uh, in terms of the barbershop competition. Um, but I think we all kind of thought that if we if we did go overseas, it would be as the national champions and not as like a runners-up because we'd obviously yeah. scored over 76 before. Um, but it just wasn't an option for us financially and we didn't really think it was appropriate to go as second or third place or less, you know. We would so you decided to, to go with a virtually an 86 rather than just a 76? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got to start somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes you no, do. No, I'm being facetious. But, um, yeah, so I think our main focus was more just about um, trying to do it seriously. I think in previous years, we'd always been fairly rushed in our preparation and it's not that we didn't take it seriously, but it was just all very last minute. And, and I think um, since we... We had got the I Have Nothing arrangement in particular. It really opened up the door for us to um, sort of connect with that at a deeper level, sort of like a, you know, from the heart uh, sort of thing. And, and yeah, it was about vulnerability and, and just the guys being honest and open communicators and performers. And, um, you know, and, and the technical stuff was, was kind of in place. And then we were just able to, to sort of just open the floodgates and see what happened. Yeah. winning or breaking a level or anything like that it was just um, it was just about being true to the story um, which is easy to say but I mean it took us it was a lot of work a lot of a trust. lot of people a lot of people you know, say that making it a reality is an entirely different thing yeah um, and I think it just on that I think it's so important to, to make sure that technical stuff is in place first I mean yeah um, that, that foundation to be there. You can't paper over cracks of fundamental... Yeah. Um, of good singing. Yeah, good so. singing. Yeah. I, I have to just give a shout out. I may have mentioned this when Ash did the, the wrap-up for Adelaide, but I was seeing the chorus contest and had the, the, oh, the, the, for, the fortunate pleasure of um, a surprise of actually so watching you guys side on and watching you direct uh, was one of the most extraordinary and intense and impressive and compelling things uh, I've ever seen. You, you were just incredibly in the moment. Do you, do you remember that very clearly or was it all a bit of a blur? Um, look, I was very much in the moment, so uh, I remember actually blacking out as I walked off the stage. Oh man. Yeah, you I talked remember. to Alex Morris, have you heard his story? When VE came off stage um, in 09 in, from Hobart, when we had just performed what was to be our first win, he literally physically collapsed. Yeah, physically. Yeah. Yeah, it was wow. that, that's how emotional it was. And so it sounds like yours was a bit similar. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we had prepared so much to the actual performance, but we, we didn't pre prepare what happens after. <laughs> so it was one of those things where we finished, oh, now the audience went crazy, yeah. and then we just went, oh, shit. That was quite good, and uh, <laughs> that felt quite okay. And uh, we walked off stage, and uh, I actually don't remember. Uh, um, I don't remember walking off stage, and, and then, like the next thing I remember is the guys wow. just like around me, uh, hugging and everything at the end. So, so um, you knew from that that something special had just happened. Well, every year up until this point, since 20, 2009, 
we've always felt disappointed. Like we've watched, we would love another shot at that. Um, oh, really? Or if we'd only prepared a little bit better or taken this into account. But I think for me personally, I was like, we just didn't did what we set nice. out to do. Yeah, and, nice. um, yeah, and just walked up and go, well, that was the thing, and there were no no regrets. There were no, you know, there was none of this. Oh, can we have another shot at it or? You know, oh, we should do that next year. It's like, well, no, that was a moment in time and it was meaningful for everyone on that stage and in the audience. Um, and that was that. Yeah. And it's, it's, I'm really pleased you said that because so much of the time uh, a group or an individual come off stage and go, like, there were good bits of that, but I didn't nail it. You know, I'd, I'd like to kind of just walk around and just do it all again yeah. and actually get it right. Well, look, um, listening listening to the recording is obviously you pick the eyes out of, of it, you know, but it's at, the, at that yeah. moment it was the best we could do and, and we just try to be as honest as possible in our But in what our was different this in Adelaide compared to the previous eight or nine years where you thought you could have, yeah, what, was it because oh. you'd put the hard work in? Uh, it's a combination of hard work and good luck, of course, but do you think you were just better prepared than you were in Planet, the Planets right Alive? Vehicle, like, nice. Really connected to the guys. Yeah, yeah. I, look, honestly, I don't, yeah, sure, luck. I, you know, luck, <laughs> what's that quote where, you know, luck is a lot of hard work to, to create. Like, yeah, I don't know the what formula quote. for luck or whatever. Yeah, yeah like, I, I don't feel like we were lucky. Um, I feel like it was, in some ways, a lot of hard work and a yeah. lot of manufacturing to create a perfect storm. Yeah, Because okay. um, we had a number of factors that just collided. Um, I, I just, would, it was perfect timing, really, in many ways, I to would, just capitalise on, on what we were trying to do. Yeah, not, and not only, of course, is that... that overall average the highest but not surprisingly the um, I don't think we any performance in Australia will have got close to a 90 in any category before uh, in the I think we got category. a 91 wasn't it was it 90 and 91 yeah, yeah. Um, mate um, that's extremely exciting so let's let's leapfrog now back to the start and, and tell our listeners how it all began Back, back when you won the, <laughs> the school's quartet competition as, oh, yeah. as, as a teacher. 2007. <laughs> Oops. Woo. Uh, yeah, so I was working at a performing arts school and I had a couple of quartets there and I was singing in a quartet and so there were three quartets going to the Hobart Convention and um, we decided to just put a, a, a group together and then there were two younger siblings that joined as well. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, it had always been in the back of my mind to provide a... Um, a platform for young guys to uh, pursue music, particularly like good music, uh, in, a, in an environment that's um, positive and supportive. And for guys, um, you know, particularly once they leave school, if they're singing in a school choir, they leave school and there's not really a place for them to go to. So um, it sort of sort of filled that gap that was missing in our city. Um, and then uh, you know, we've just attracted a bunch of different people since then so do you um, remember what what were the critical factors in continuing uh, you know a, a lot of initiatives sort of have a, a burst of energy and kind of peter out but you've yeah. now lasted and had great success what, can you put your finger on the first was it just you had you, you committed to it and you put in a whole bucket load of, of energy and you happened to find some talented people and well yeah I mean uh, you know the, the skill sets of the membership notwithstanding um, I think it's 
we sort of, when we first went, it was just sort of a bit of an experiment, a bit of fun. And um, our success, I think we came away with a small chorus trophy. And uh, I think we got third. third in the, in the yeah, in which was, as a youth group, we were like, we were absolutely stoked. Yeah. So we came back and it was just like, oh, well, we might as well try and continue this. And that's that's really when the trouble started. Because, <laughs> um, you know, all of a sudden we're trying to like organize ourselves and yeah. as young guys. And anyway, so um, we had a lot of like moms and family members and stuff like supporting us. Yeah. And um, so it really became um, a bit of a, you know, it was not meaning any disrespect, but it was just very experimental, very back, almost backyard in many fluid. ways. And, yeah. yeah, fluid, yeah. <laughs> Good way, nice way of putting it. You, you, um, you didn't have three and five year plans. Yeah, in, in I was sort of just like, where are we rehearsing this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then it sort of continued to develop. So, um, yeah, you know, here we are 10 years later, we've changed our governance system. We're uh, going for charitable um, deduction status. Uh, status, which is really special. And, um, we've got a board now, we've got multiple arms to the organisation that are focused on professional performance, which is a small group, you know, one for Toyota, we've sunk for Adele as most of the Australian groups, barbershop groups that did that gig, but um, that was a good time. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we get a lot of corporate work with the small group, which is sort of seven singers, it's very portable, um, very sort of contemporary focused. Then the main chorus now, in addition to Barbershop, does classical music. We do commissions for original emerging composers in Australia. Um, so, and, and yeah, classical music, um, Barbershop, and still the contemporary a cappella. And uh, yeah, we've got a strong um, workshop program for secondary schools. So we just ran a schools competition. And so the winner of that um, is performing with us uh, at our 10th birthday. So. You know, and we've offered to coach them and give them tickets to our concert and whatnot. So, yeah, it's just about networking and encouraging young people to sing. And, and the chorus still remains very peer-led. So it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's um, yeah, the education part of it is a big pillar in addition to the performance. So much there to unpack, so much gold. Um, mate, tell, tell me about your, your original relationship with the festival, what, what was then the Festival Statesman Chorus, which, am I correct, became the Festival Statesman Senior Chorus, and, and they, are they around now, or are they... I think officially they're away? folded, um, but, uh, yeah... But just tell our listeners a little bit about the relationship, because you were originally with the Festival Statesman Youth Chorus, correct? Correct, yeah. So we, I was very young and naive, had no idea what I was doing, so I did find the Festival Statesman Chorus, the original Festival Statesman, uh, was a barbershop group that existed in Adelaide, and um, I became quite close with their uh, director and assistant director and uh, they were very supportive early on nice. very and um, they helped us with all the paperwork and all the BHA stuff we, I didn't even know what BHA was yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway so they supported us with that and then um, I think there was a, you know it was a, something a little bit to do with pride I mean I'm not sure the Festival Statesman's a great name but uh, we kind of just went with it out of respect for their help uh, that they gave us and just to sort of um you know, I believe they may have had a bad experience or something before we were involved, and uh, so it was about sort of rebuilding the reputation for South Australia, and uh, which we did. And so they kind of handballed the club management and the name to us, and so we were happy to run with that. And um, so we, the legacy continues for the for the work that they did setting it up. Um, but yes, we are the Festival of Statesman Youth Chorus, and it's now taken over the Festival of Statesman. Um, 
name yeah. and then they became the Festival of Statesmen Senior Chorus and then since have folded due to attrition and, and health issues of senior members and whatnot. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Fair enough. So much more to ask you, but your your um, talented and humble and handsome uh, uh, co-leader John Panache is sitting next to you. Bring John in now. Good day, mate. Um, tell uh, tell our listeners your your how long you've been in festies in your current position. Uh, so I started off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we should probably talk about that. Um, what now? It's now a good time. <laughs> I started. Now's the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. I, I was lucky to be uh, one of the original 14 members. Uh, I came in as a younger sibling to my brother who was in a quartet through his school, um, thanks to this guy. Um, this, guy. this guy being Jono. Um, so yeah, I just went in to drop him off, and next thing you know, I was singing Happy Birthday as my audition song. <laughs> and, uh, oh, how things have changed. Next thing you know, I was in Hobart for my first convention in 09. Well, you were like 12 or something? I was 13 years old, yeah. and um, just recently, when Bly's been adventuring overseas and interstate for work, um, he's, funny enough, left me in charge. Um, so I've kind of developed the skills, um, and he's been, like... He's taken me underneath his wing to kind of show me the ropes and stuff Little in terms work. of <laughs> conducting and things like that. And yeah, I've just loved it and trying to blossom on it, I think. So are you, I'm not sure if you have officially named positions in chorus, like president and stuff, but are you the equivalent of chorus president or not really? No, so chorus president assistant director. Mitri. Right. Well, I think my title now is assistant director. Okay. I've just been told. Right. <laughs> Live on. Oh, we did talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's all about board. <laughs> is it um, is it something that being an um, AMD is it something you've been wanting to do, or uh, it kind of formed a little bit uh, out of left field for me. Um, I was very much a sporty kid. Um, the singing thing was much like, as much as a hobby as anyone else. Um, and then suddenly I was like, you know what? I actually really love doing this. I uh, went to uni. I studied bachelor of sport and rec. Lasted for four weeks. Hey. Dropped out, and I was like, I think I'm going to give the singing thing a go. Um, went and studied bachelor of arts and performing arts, and then just my love for music grew from there. Um, and what a great story! Yeah, that yeah, was that. A good story. <laughs> Didn't look back, really. Now I'm doing my masters in arts management. Yeah, and. Um of course, Jono has been overseas for, what was it, like six, eight, ten months? Oh time? yeah, like nine months. Nine months. Yeah. Um, and you, you were in charge as AMD and acting director, basically, during that time? Yeah, correct. We had so, many, many events on in that time. As well. Tell us about that. I have to, you know, it's, it's uh, when, when you're suddenly the main guy, you... you the realization of the responsibility dawns on you. Was, was that? Yeah, look, was I think um, good fun. Yeah, the adrenaline definitely kicked in. <laughs> so you're riding on a bit of adrenaline. Uh, but uh, you know, when you find your footing, especially, um, and if I was stuck at a while, just reach out as yep. well. Um, so there was always that helping hand. But uh, yeah, we had many events. So we had our fringe. So we started off straight into after BHA last year and straight into Christmas. We've never done a Christmas season before. That was the first time we did one properly. Um, so that was on my head, which was amazing. I loved it. Then we went straight into Fringe, and then we had two corporate gigs back to back. And now we're prepping for our 10-year concert. So it's just been 
a, a marathon at the moment at this current time, but I've loved every second of it. And do you get the sense broadly that the guys are energised or are they kind of looking for a, a, a break before the lead up to LA? Oh, look, I think um, given that, you know, we're, we're only human and that's, I think, that we need to, we need to realise. Uh, but the guys, look, to be brutally honest, the more you fundraise, the more you push, the more you do gigs, you get exhausted. You become exhausted. So it's about listening to your membership yeah. and wanting that, what, trying to do... you got to find the balance. Yeah. Help out and figure out what they want and there's find ba- that balance. There's a balance? <laughs> yeah, there's a balance in life. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, I think we're a mixed bag at the moment. I think we'll all be a bit flat. We've got a bit of a break after our 10-year anniversary show. You know, we're preparing a repertoire of 18 songs. Yeah, well. So it's a big uh, set list. So we're going to look forward to a bit of a break uh, in the lead-up to the Barbershop Harmony Festival. September. And you are, of course, performing <laughs> Such a long two, two or three songs as a, as a swan song? Yeah, I think we've got a couple of our sleeves. We're just songs. picking uh, repertoire at the moment for that current okay. event. Yeah. We're just trying to get through, see through to the end of the week, see if we <laughs> come out alive on the other end. After your 10 year anniversary. Yeah. 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 That is huge. Exactly. And, right. and briefly, mate, tell us about those, those first couple of weeks and that feeling of goodness now I'm the guy who's got to fill whatever it is two two and a half hours it's it's a mini performance of your own isn't it you've got to be out the front keeping them entertained in the photocomers entertained for a while how did you fill the time and yeah um, lots of planning you don't realize how much yeah. uh, planning is necessary to lead a group of you know 20 people especially having come off the win of BHA um, where everyone's on a high and willing to do whatever it takes to kind of get that fundraising level up and about um, so yeah, lots of energy, lots of direct um, directness. I guess it's just everyone just wanted it. Everyone was craving it. Um, so yeah, it's now at the point now where it's just like finding that balance. I think. And I, um, I would apologise, except I'm not sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> what, what, um, how are you? How are the two Jonos different? Like, what do you bring that's different to Jono? Is some sort of different energy, or do you have a different musical focus, or? Uh, Jono is very, very, uh, given that he's just returned back from doing a bit of his master overseas, his uh, vocal ped uh, terminology now is through the roof. I'd say he's definitely one of the best in the country uh, from what I was hearing from him and what I've been learning as well. Top, yeah. top 10 to 15. You're very Yeah, kind. definitely. Um, so I think from, like, uh, from that respect... <laughs> top 50. I'm happy with that. <laughs> the uh, vocal technique side is something that he's very hot on the press with. Um, with me, he's probably... Uh, you know, I've still got that knowledge, that basic knowledge and skill level there, but it's more musical and performance side. So I think uh, and it's particularly marrying that performance and genuine performance in with that high level technical singing um, it's been a real challenge for us but yeah and I think that's where the difference kind of is yeah great a little bit. it was interesting coming back actually how much tighter some of the the repertoire was actually while you were driving it was noticeable so yeah. thank you for that <laughs> it's alright that's the one comment I've gotten in a year there you go yeah, but that other stuff when you talk about that <laughs> just kidding John's actually a phenomenal leader and uh you know, we're very lucky to have him, and um, he's got his own chorus, High Spirits, who are kicking massive goals here in the city. So, um, yeah, we're incredibly fortunate to have him. You know, so. Tell us about High Spirits. Uh, so, I've been with High Spirits for the last two years. Um, the membership has grown from 
15 odd to now 29. With a waiting list. list. With a waiting list as well. What, what is it? Is it a barbershop chorus? Is it male, female, youth, older? So everyone? it's a female a cappella chorus, right. uh, not specialising in any genre in particular. So we do a bit of everything. They similar. Uh, they formed uh, kind of in a similar way to Festies, even though Festies was founded through barbershop. We've obviously expanded our wings, and HSH didn't want to have that uh, direct line through to one genre. So uh, yeah, we do a bit of everything. Are you mostly four part harmony though? Yeah, we always right. yeah we always try to go for four or more. Um, we haven't we haven't expanded past I think five or six, but uh, you know that's that's unknown ter- uncharted territory for us. Yeah, so we're yeah. hopefully to get past that soon. I think. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that sets Festies apart from possibly any other um, barbershop club in Australia is your your um, project approach. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, we have a project model. I mean, I think given the age of the group, like uh, average member, um, or the average age of every member, um, with lots of study and work commitments, that um, it's very difficult for them to be able to commit to you know weekly rehearsals for 12 months at a time. So we trialled a few years ago a project model where um, I give them the rehearsal schedule and the gig dates, and then they basically sign up for that project. So we'd have three or four projects each year. It gives the guys the flexibility and there's no sort of animosity if they disappear for six months. You know, not that I did that or anything, but, um, you know, so it just gives the, the guys an opportunity to really pick and choose. So, and because we do such a contrasting repertoire, where it's like we could do a program that's entirely classical or entirely contemporary, the membership can actually choose then which projects they want to be involved with artistically. So, um, and we've had, uh, like, there's probably 30 guys on the books. I think we've had between what like 17 and 25 over the years since we've done that model and you know as long as it's doable um, it's uh, in terms of part balance and whatnot uh, it's fine it's worked really well for us so that would be one of the uh, complications potential limitations you have to work around that you've got enough people available for each project correct yep. correct yep. the flip side of that coin is for some people who are only available for one or two projects, you get them rather than for none of the year, which you might get otherwise if you expect the people to commit to the whole year. Yeah, exactly. And I think that just comes down to the age. Well, I think the average age of the chorus is around 26. A lot of them are studying or working. So um, it's just uh, yeah, just one of those things where we had a necessity, really. Yeah. And so, uh, in your opinion, would that this work with a bunch of other choruses or is it something... Close to unique about these? Uh, look, I don't really know. I mean, the, the the model's there. I know that it works. People are welcome to talk to me about it. I yeah. think it's it's horses for courses. I mean, it's uh, for, um, clubs, choruses, choirs have to just operate um, how best they think to, yeah. to capitalize on their successes and whatnot. And that's just how we've kind of evolved over time. And that will be your model going forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mate, um, and so you, you've got quite a lot of quartets in the group? Uh, uh, look, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I, in a I'm in you're one. In a <laughs> yeah, so that's poster boys, so somehow we managed to get a medal last year, but we should probably rehearse this year. <laughs> that's a bit facetious. No, we did rehearse, but um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so poster boys, there's a couple of others, like, um, yeah, I couldn't tell you what they're called. <laughs> 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 they'll, they'll be there in Hobart, you can cheer for them. You can <laughs> look it up in your program. Yeah. Um, and you're, um, you, you do such an enormous amount of work. Tell us about the other people on, on who are musical leaders in the, in the chorus. Musical leaders? Um, 
Yeah, well, John's my right-hand guy. Um, from a performance perspective, we've got Anthony and Mitra who do a lot of choreography. Um, I kind of, we don't really have section leaders, although it's something I might have to revisit, but there was a time when we did have them and then that wasn't working out. So then we said, look, just each section needs to be accountable to itself. So organize your own thing. Yeah. And then being the way they are, they, that then sort of lost steam and then they don't have any sectionals and then it's like the level's not where it needs to be from rehearsal to rehearsal. So I have to sort of revisit that and just get you know, individual ownership um, is the biggest battle, I think, at the moment. Um, whether it's, you know... <laughs> It's not that they're fact-resistant humans, but it's, it's, I think it's, um, it's difficult to sort of raise the bar um, as a corporate entity, um, like, a, like a, as a community. Yep. I feel like as, if a new member comes in, they kind of accelerate to the standard that we're at within a couple of weeks. But to actually instill the new expectations and um, you know, stuff like that on the membership as a whole is a much bigger challenge. So I'm still trying to work out how to do that. Um, so we're looking at re-auditioning everyone and stuff like that just to try and really get a com dialogue open with the members one-on-one. -on -one. You should talk to you Ash know, Schofield so. about that who re-auditioned everyone for Vocal Evolution. Really? That's an experience there. Ah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, what now? No. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that later if you like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, other musical leadership. Um, yeah, it's pretty much just, we just kind of work as much peer as everyone has a, a forum to speak up in rehearsal. It's not like, you know... Um, very respectful of the school sets that are in the ensemble and you know um, I think the biggest growth we've had though is actually in leadership of um, administration yep, yep. so we've had uh, normally that was a lot of me and head messeruppery <laughs> um, so we're very fortunate to have Louise Webb who's um, a consummate professional and just an incredible driver and and a doer like we've got a lot of visionaries on our team yeah, nice. <laughs> but actually have uh, people to actually then follow through and pursue things so um, we've just gone from strength to strength since she's been on board and it just takes the pressure off the rest of us as well so, so, so uh, yeah. how do you know her is she related to yeah so she's uh, John O'Webb's uh, mom right and then she um she works, I think, professionally. She's got lots of great networks, and she's just, like I said, just an incredible administrator. And yeah, it's good. Okay, wonderful. So it, it, there's a bit of coincidence and luck involved, but it's nice for someone associated with with a member to step up and offer to spend what sounds like, um, yeah, many hours, if not a few tens of hours a week, uh, sometimes doing stuff oh, for the chorus. Absolutely. I, I think <laughs> trying to send emails out. I think I probably did like 80 emails to different networks and stuff to try and promote the concert did four radio interviews this week so yeah. it's a lot of lot of time but yeah. it's good fun yeah <laughs> so inspirational so mate when um when a we'll talk another time about how you get human beings into the new humans into the room but when someone walks in what's your audition process yeah so we um i normally take them through a voice placement test um which is uh you know just like a some oral stuff, musicianship stuff, get them to sing a bit for me. Um, and then uh, have a bit of a conversation about what their experience and background is. And then they, they do a five week kind of trial process, um, which, um, you know, at the end of that, they have to have demonstrated that they have adopted the chorus culture and adopted a, a willingness to, well, they, they demonstrate a willingness to learn. Um, yeah. They're probably the two main things um, that I look for. Uh, ability is almost secondary as long as they're, they're willing to take feedback and yeah. so we, we try to leave our egos at the door which you know it's an always an, an ongoing challenge for some do, people yeah, but yeah, <laughs> stuff, yeah. 
you know, but it's important that uh, we have a, that that culture of openness and trust and, um, you know, so yeah, for a new member, it's literally just a willingness to learn and adopt the chorus culture. Yeah. And, do you, and do you monitor and, and sort of check that by, for example, giving them feedback on one week and then checking the next week if they started to adopt that or, or yeah so the new members have a sign-off sheet each week um, and so they have to they have a mentor and that, that mentor sort of supports them through some of our lingo that we use in rehearsals so that's you know you, know, you got to find your window and it's like a new guy a new guy yeah. is probably not gonna know what that means so it's yeah, sort of yeah. like a coaching mentorship just to get them up to up to speed in that stuff um, and then so they have a, to. It's an orientation. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then, but it does also put the onus on them to learn a song, and then they have to perform that from memory, one person per part, at the end of the four or five weeks. Um, they can choose to do it earlier if they want. Um, so that's sort of, yeah. Right now we're sort of reevaluating that and probably thinking two pieces. So do one classical piece and one contemporary piece, because um, previously it's just been their choice. So um, yeah, but it seems to work okay. Okay, mate. Um, this is one of my favourite questions, uh, as Ash would know. Um, what What would 2019 Jonathan Bly tell 2009 Jonathan <laughs> Bly about leading a chorus? <laughs> I'm I love the, the other. <laughs> yeah. wow. wow, the face, um, the face of yeah, that was good. That was a good face, John. <laughs> Set it up properly to begin with. Uh-huh. Yeah, like go and do, do the homework and do the corporate branding and everything first. Because that has been the biggest headache. I mean, it's, it's why we've had breakaway groups. It's why most of our political and internal head messeruppery uh, has evolved from just a lack of clarity about that. Um, and I think, you know, I think at the same time, it was a process we had to go through. Um, but I've just launched a, a chamber choir, which is, you know, profit share model and it's semi-professional singers in the city. And I've just got the model. It's a two-page document. People know what they're signing up for. Yep. They're either in the room or they're not. You know, yeah, okay. It's just so much easier the second time. It just took me 10 years to get here. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's kind of pretty much what we talk about with quartets. It's like, yeah. when you're getting the together, first 50 are the hardest, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just talk it out and figure out what you want to do yeah. and what it is. Yeah. But so Festival Statesman have just been an incredible learning opportunity for me. And, you know, in terms of leadership, musicianship, to have a playground, to be able to explore all the stuff I've been learning. and with a group of guys that are just generally really good spirited about it all so um, you know yeah I don't know what I'd say really I just well you've already said yeah. a fair bit which is a good start <laughs> I don't know if that was yeah. but uh, you know like I said I think it's important that 2009 Jono went through everything yeah. that he's been through uh, since then to now anyway so but I'm, 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 I'm sensing you wouldn't necessarily choose to do it all over again. You're, you're, you're glad you're now here and not, not Well, hopefully you learned something, you know, yeah. with hindsight. You would like to think so. Well, mate, thank you for your time, Jonathan Bly, National Champion Chorus Director. And uh, John Kamash, mate, uh, thank you as well, mate, no uh, AMD. Um, uh, on behalf of Barbershoppers around Australia, thank you for your not only the, that sensational, um, memorable performance in Adelaide, but your ongoing... Um, musical leadership and, uh, and, your, and your place in promoting Barbershop in Australia and helping more people sing, which is just a good thing. So thank you very much. It's our pleasure. Thanks for thank talking you. to us.